This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. Taiwan is ramping up measures to stop the spread of COVID as it grapples with a rise in cases. New airport rules are now in place, and while they are causing longer wait times, they have been effective in finding positive COVID cases before they leave the airport. Bing Wang reports. Taiwan's Health Minister Chen Shizong inspects the new protocols at Taiwan's main international airport in Taoyuan. Passengers from long-haul flights such as Europe, the United States, the Middle East, New Zealand and Australia will have to undergo PCR tests on arrival and wait for results. Anyone who tests positive will be sent directly to hospitals. But with multiple long-haul flights per day, there are worries that waiting for results at the airport will cause congestion. The first long-haul flight arrived in Taiwan from Sydney, Australia. Four out of the 41 passengers tested positive. The entire process took over two hours, but the health minister has confidence in the new procedure. As of Tuesday morning, 17 out of the 253 long-haul passengers have tested positive. Taoyuan City's mayor is worried that the city won't have enough hospital beds for those with COVID-19. Again, the health minister assuages those concerns. With the revised rules for testing at airports, reducing overcrowding at hospitals, and the opening of new vaccination sites, the government has strong hopes this will reduce the spread of COVID-19 to the local population. Kama Xu and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus. Thailand's government has announced that it will accept Taiwan's domestically produced Medigen vaccine for travelers coming into the country. It's the fifth country in the world to recognize the vaccine. This comes after Thailand's health ministry announced its intention to consider COVID-19 as endemic this year, citing milder symptoms despite a rise in cases. Over 65% of Thailand's population has been fully vaccinated, but with a new wave of infections, Fueled by the Omicron variant, the country has recently tightened its virus-related restrictions. Taiwan-Lithuania relations are still reeling from the comments by Lithuanian President Gitanis Noseda last week. He said it was a mistake to allow Taiwan to open a representative office in Vilnius under the name Taiwanese. I spoke to Taiwan's representative to Lithuania, Eric Huang, who is based in Vilnius, to find out firsthand what the situation is on the ground. He told me that he believes there will be a rapid growth in trade between the two countries. The atmosphere remains the same. We are starting our tangible projects and strengthen our relationship with Lithuania. Has the Lithuanian government asked you to change the name or shut down the office? Uh, or have they given reassurances that things will remain the same? We received no such request regarding the name, the change of the name of our mission. There are no other uh, signals that we received regarding this issue. On Friday, the Farmers and Greens Union actually did call for a name change. What do you think about public opinion in terms of Taiwan's office? Well, as a democracy, uh, some people, they think that uh, they should continue supporting uh, the operation and uh, the name uh, of the Taiwanese uh, representative office in Lithuania, while other people, they think they should give up uh, such uh, insistence and uh, cooperate with China. And the current uh, import 
Neville, I believe, is about $37 million. Can that be increased by much more? I'm uh, confident that uh, in the next few uh, months or in the next few years, that the uh, number of the trade between, uh, especially the exports from Lithuania to Taiwan, will be uh, multiple-folded in the first quarter of uh, this year, that uh, one of the largest online platforms uh, e-commerce platform in Taiwan, PC Home. They are also going to launch a, a Lithuanian pavilion that we are going to witness uh, rapid growth increase uh, in the volume of trade between Lithuania and Taiwan. A major part of the support for the president comes from rural areas um, dominated by agriculture. And last time we spoke, you mentioned that uh, food was one of the top priorities, whether there's any Lithuanian foods that we can start to enjoy in Taiwan. Uh, beers and chocolate, and of course, those are the signature products of Lithuania. We are now uh, working, opening the market for grains in uh, the next few months or even uh, faster. Uh, I can assure you that uh, by uh, living in Lithuania, the Lithuanian milk or dairy products are of the highest quality in the world. I guess processed dairy, you are talking about cheese, perhaps? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. I have tested a a special kind of cheese here, and you can find it uh, in the supermarkets in Lithuanian market. The Taiwanese uh, love seafoods a lot. It tastes a little bit like uh, the cream uh, of a crepe. Uh, we used to enjoy cheese from uh, New Zealand, uh, from America, the wonderful dairy products uh, from Lithuania. I will encourage uh, the Taiwanese to, uh, to test and to experience. In a world first, doctors have successfully transplanted a pig heart into a human being. David Bennett Sr. of Maryland in the United States made medical history when he received the transplant. He suffered from life-threatening heart arrhythmia and did not qualify for a traditional organ transplant. The revolutionary surgery used the heart from a genetically modified pig to prevent immediate rejection. Doctors say it is a major breakthrough and may help to relieve the chronic shortage of donors organs. A Taiwanese university and optoelectronics company have developed an app to detect a condition characterized by an irregular heartbeat. They hope it will help to better identify people who suffer from atrial fibrillation, which can lead to blood clots in the heart. Usually it is detected through a specialized test, but as Louise Watt reports, developers say this app can detect the condition. Open an app place your finger in front of the phone's camera lens and get a result in one minute. A doctor from National Taiwan University Hospital Shinju branch says it's as simple as that. The app uses a cell phone's high-definition camera lens to detect a person's pulse and changes in blood volume. It then determines the potential risk for atrial fibrillation. People suffering from this common type of heart arrhythmia don't always have symptoms like palpitations and breathing difficulties that would flag a warning. The prevalence rate for people aged 65 and over is 8% to 10%. Another NTU hospital doctor describes what happens. Electrocardiograms and other wearable devices can be used to monitor the heart, but they may not be as convenient or efficient. The accuracy rate of this smartphone app is reported to be 95%, and it's already been approved by Taiwan's health ministry. Its creators say it's the first of its kind developed in Asia and hope it will serve as a new self-detection tool. 
putting the public's health at their fingertips. Chris Ma and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's remote Green Island has been struggling to fend off a tide of floating pumice stones that have been coating the coastline for months. It is now calling on the central government for help. Philip Brassard has the story. Taiwan, like many countries, struggles with pollution on its shores. But on a tiny island off the southeastern coast of Taiwan, the problem has taken a unique turn. Pumice, a volcanic rock, has been continually washing ashore on Green Island. The waves of pumice began in the summer of last year, when an underwater eruption near Japan's Ogasawara Islands sent volcanic debris flowing along ocean currents. It soon started appearing off Taiwan's coast. On Green Island, the local agriculture authority is footing the bill to clean up the fishing harbors, but the once white beaches have been left for volunteers to tidy up. Tourists come to Green Island for its white beaches and unique biodiversity, but those beaches are now grey, and authorities worry that the stones could also cause harm to the local ecology. Green Island Township Chief Xie Xianyu is calling on the central government to help, but not everyone agrees that the natural rock is a cause for concern. For now, the island is using every resource it can to remove wave after wave of pumice from its beaches as it tries to dig through a seemingly endless task. Kama Xu and Philip Broussard for Taiwan Plus. Hong Kong is implementing new measures to fight the spread of COVID-19. Starting Saturday, passengers from high-risk countries will no longer be allowed to transit through Hong Kong International Airport. There are 150 countries on the territory's high-risk list. The measure is expected to last for one month through February 14th, though that date may change. The transit ban will not apply, likely to apply to diplomats, government officials, or athletes and staff taking part in the upcoming Beijing Winter Olympics. Hong Kong is already dealing with a small community outbreak of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus. The government has also announced that childcare centers, kindergartens and primary schools will suspend face-to-face -face classes from Friday. North Korea has launched what is expected to be a ballistic missile off the east coast of the Korean peninsula, the second projectile fired in less than a week. Last week, Pyongyang launched what it says was a hypersonic missile, although many experts doubt the nation has such capabilities. North Korea is barred from testing ballistic missiles and nuclear weapons under international law. Tuesday's test came just hours after the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations called on the North to end its weapons program. As we move to consultation shortly, we encourage the Security Council to stand united in opposing the DPRK's ongoing destabilizing and unlawful actions. We also call on all member states to fulfill their sanctions obligations under the Security Council resolution. Our goal remains the complete, verifiable, and irreversible denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. We are prepared to engage in and support serious and sustained diplomacy to that end. It is the DPRK that now must choose dialogue and peace over its unlawful and threatening weapons program. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.